Tonight's episode contains intense scenes of a mature nature and may not be suitable for children under 16. Parental discretion is advised. Previously on Harry Strange. Those chains binding you are forged in the very fire of Tual, in the deepest pits of hell. It's strong, nalfeshni metal. Nothing human or enchanted has been able to cut through the links. And weighty. <laughs> well, I don't have to tell you how heavy it is. You've been a pain in my nether regions for years. Tonight, all that changes. I know that killing you is nigh impossible, so I'll have to settle for the second best thing. Keeping you out of the game and suffering for eternity. They lifted me and carried me to what I could only imagine was the end of the pier. We must be up high. Demons hate salt water. You will sink to the bottom of the sea, where, if I have this figured out correctly, you will drown. And this is where it gets good. Since you are the favorite, you will recover, only to drown again. And again. And the process will repeat itself for eternity. <laughs> Damn, that water was cold. I was sinking fast. I struggled against the chains. Nothing. Crap. This was bad. And now... <sighs> I've been shot, hung, sliced, and burned. Once a werewolf cut off my ear. But none of those antisocial actions against my person came close to matching the pain of drowning. First, your lungs fill up with water. And you cough until it feels like your throat is being torn open with a rusty fork. Next, your lungs start to burn. As if someone replaced the water with lighter fluid and tossed in an acetylene torch. My dead time was becoming a welcome relief. I wasn't sure how many times I'd died tonight, but my dead time was getting longer. I struggled against the Nalfashni chains. Oh, hell. The burning in my lungs is back. Time to die again. Magic and magical people, the unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. Oh my god! What the hell were those things? They look like apes with pig's heads. Luckily, they didn't see me hiding behind this stand. They walked right past me and got into their SUV. When their taillights disappeared around the corner, I walked to the end of the pier. I was about 15 feet above the ocean, standing on Botwin's pier. I squinted but couldn't see anything in the water. Damn it. I couldn't let him drown. Uh-uh, no sir. I ran down the stairs behind the amusement rides to the beach. There was a small rowboat tied off under the pier. I pulled it out and pushed it into the water. 
The full moon provided enough light so that I could navigate out to where I guessed Harry had hit the water. Must do this quickly. Uh, tingling already. I twisted against the chains as hard as I could. Maybe if I popped my shoulder out of socket, I'd be able to wiggle myself free. I tried again. I was getting ready to try a third time when something dark covered the moonlight. A boat? My lungs started to burn, and then all the light faded. Could Harry still be alive under there? It's been almost five minutes since those things threw him in. Can anyone hold their breath for that long? There's only one way to find out. This better take me off his list completely. Damn, this water is cold. Who could be knocking on my door at this hour? What if it's the police? What if they know Paul and his friends took that Harry character? I'll go to jail as an accomplice. I won't answer it. They have nothing on me. I mean, what did Paul do? How can Harry Strange tie us to the dead babies? What's he going to do? Show them my Ouija board? The police would have identified themselves by now. What if it's Harry Strange? What if he escaped? I'll get a knife from the kitchen. Thank goodness the knocking stopped. I guess they went away. Not quite. Who are you? How did you get in here? My name is Lace. Where is Harry Strange? Get back. I have a knife. You can't just barge into my house. I tried knocking. Where is Harry Strange? Get out! I warned you! Bitch! That was uncalled for. You just pulled the knife out of your chest. What the hell are you? Look, normally I would do this big seduction thing, get you all moist and dewy, but I'm kind of on a deadline here. Do yourself and your unborn hellspawn a favor and tell me where Harry Strange went. Hellspawn? My baby is not a hellspawn, and I have no idea where they took him. I can smell the brimstone placenta from here. Who took Harry Strange? Last chance. Then we do it old school. Ah! Don't worry. I'll kill the hell spawn while I'm in here. No! Not my baby! I can't believe it. I saw Harry blink. He's still alive. I have to get him up. I thought things were supposed to get easier to lift when they were underwater. Not those chains, though. I could barely move them. I have to try again. See? This isn't so bad. All that screaming for nothing. What are you doing? I can feel you inside me. I need to find Harry Strange. Since you wouldn't tell me, I had to possess you. I'll make it as pleasant as possible. I have a soft spot for Pregos. Mm, I've never felt anything quite like this. Not even my time with... Paul? Oh, my. You really don't know, do you? Know what? How did you know his name? Possession allows me to know everything you know. Being enchanted allows me to know things you don't know, like your boyfriend Paul being a Nalf demon. I thought you were just a horny girl. Nothing wrong with that. But you really are clueless about Paul. 
I did not sleep with a demon. Paul is a... A cloaked demon. Your child is part human, part demon. Nalf demon. Let's see. How is this? Mmm. Oh, yes. Paul is a fantasy lover. Doesn't exist. The demon you slept with is called Uganar. He used a cloaking spell to hide his true identity. He and his two henchmen surprised Harry in a trap set by you. How interesting. After they roughed up Harry, they took him somewhere. But you don't know where. Damn it. I don't know what you're talking about. Seven other human fetuses must die as a part of your deal with Uganar. Not only did Uganar rape you, he made you pay for the privilege. And then he filled you with a hell spawn. Did you read any of the contract, or did you just trust him? My baby isn't a demon. He's a precious little angel. <laughs> angel? Right family, wrong side of the divide. But don't worry. It will not see the light of day. No! You can't kill him! Shh! Relax. Feel this. Doesn't it feel wonderful? Yes! Just surrender yourself to that wonderful tingle. You were used in the worst possible way. He promised you your child would be healthy and strong, didn't he? Yes. Yes. He probably didn't mention your child would have the head of a pig or that you would be the child's first sacrifice. Even among demons, men are pigs. Close your eyes, Lorelei. This will sting. Mm. Oh. 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 That's it. Sleep. Time to find Uganor. What have you done, succubus? Speak of the devil, or in your case, some low-level street thug. I killed your spawn, Uganar. Now, where did you dump Harry Strange? You dare speak to me with such insolence? You, a common street whore? You may want to watch that bisected tongue, porkhead. I'm not just a succubus. I'm one of Lilith's inner circle. So back the hell up and tell me where Harry Strange is. <laughs> I will grind your bones to dust and send them to Lilith inside your skull. Do you think you can best all of us? Three of you, huh? Fine, be a dick. Gotta go. What the hell? Why am I still here? My magic is canceling out your magic. You have much to learn about the power of Ugunar, third provost of the Nalf demons, lord of the Toal region, fifth in line! Seriously, are you going to go on much longer? I stopped listening about halfway through. Nakal and Vush, take the whore. Since she killed my child, she will get to provide the vessel for the next one. I am warning you, Ugunar. You don't want to do this. Kill Lorelei. The succubus invalidated my deal with her. Lorelei is no longer under my protection. You're making a big mistake here. Why do you care about the human? Kill her, I don't care. I meant you're making a mistake by trying to take me. 
You are a child. Your Domina is imprisoned deep within the headquarters of the robes. You're here alone. There are three of us and one of you. What is one little tart going to do against the might of three now Feshni men? Kill the human, take the succubus. Don't make me wait. Could have been an illusion, but I thought I saw Karen down here. I don't know how much longer I can do this. I'm starting to imagine things. Is this the end? Am I dead? You are on the cusp, and I offer you a choice. You can move on now and enter what you would call paradise. Or you could return to Earth as my favorite and continue to fight mortal and immortal evil. In exchange, I will bless you with perpetual healing. Nothing mortal or immortal will be able to kill you, but you will feel pain and need time to rejuvenate. With that and your natural skills, you will be my champion. Mind this. If you accept, there will be deeds, heinous deeds, that you will have to do in my name. But at the end, you will reach divine providence, salvation. What is your choice, Romeo Chase? I chose yes. I'm an angel's champion. Where's my angel now? Gabriella! Gabriella, I really need you now. My guardian angel. A little help would be nice. My lungs are starting to burn again. I must still be alive because being dead can't possibly hurt this much. Is the boat closer? Karen, I don't think so. Not if he's been down as long as you say. Yes! He said he was touched by an angel! He can't die! Give him Pop-Tarts! Pop-Tarts? What are you talking about, Karen? Look, I'm sorry. My dad keeps calling to ask what I'm doing with the truck. I have to tell him something. My champion, you will survive this. Gabriella, is that you? Hush, my champion. Go home. There's little left to do here. The babies are dying. The babies are fine. She took care of that. Damn it, Harry! Brave! I saw your eyes open! I know you're still in there! Seek out the demon Finny. He has much to tell you. I'm sorry, my favorite, but things only get worse from here. What? What? What the hell? Are you kidding me? Get over here and help me! I don't believe it. I have never seen anything like this. <coughs> Stop hitting me! I'm sorry! Are you okay? You may make it as an ER nurse after all. What happened? Where did Gabriella go? Who? My name is Gabe. Gabriel? Not you. The angel. Sorry, Harry. Don't know what you're talking about. How did I get here? Low tide. The tide went out. I was able to take the hook from Gabe's truck and put it on those chains. He pulled you out. Aren't you the same guy who helped out with the security video? Yeah, this is my dad's truck. 
Karen called me and said she needed something pulled out of the bay. I thought she ran her car into the water. Shut up. What are those chains made out of? Magic metal. Here, let me give you some cash for your troubles. Oh, no, sir. Any friend of Karen's is a friend of mine. Well, take this for gas money. Your dad will appreciate it. Can I get you to do me one more favor? Sure. My throat felt as if I had been gargling gravel and my lungs were throbbing like I had just run a marathon. Gabe was on his way to my hotel with the now fashiony chains. Karen was driving me back in her car. Does anything kill you? Not that I've seen. Not even a bullet in the head? Not yet. I want to swing by Dr. Moody's in the morning. I have a few more questions. Okay. Is something wrong? I can't get my mind around the idea that you can't die. There were a couple of times during this little underwater adventure when I wanted to die. There's a downside to this gift. People I know age and die. I don't. Well, I don't age normally. Last year I discovered some gray in my beard. How old are you? How old do you think I am? I don't know. Forty? Forty? Really? Uh, well, I was underwater for a long time. I'm not looking my best. I was 31 when the Archangel Gabriella chose me to be her favorite. That was 1932. That would make you... What's going on up there? Dunno, those are county cops. I know, small town. One sheriff. Doesn't Lorelai live around here? Yeah, that's her house, right there. Go around the block and pull over. I want to see what's going on. I don't think that's such a good idea. You're not at your best. I'll leave my jacket here. I'm a reporter who woke up in the middle of the night. I'm not supposed to be at my best. Okay. You okay? You seem odd. It's a lot to process. Those things that threw you in the bay were demons. You're immortal. I don't know what is more disturbing. The shaking of my faith? Or the shaking of my science? If anything, I reinforce both faith and science. Well, that's a discussion for another day. I need to get over to Lorelei's and see what's happening. Hey, Karen, you still with me on this? Yeah, I guess so. Why don't you head back and get some sleep? I'll walk back. Fine. I moved purposefully through the crowd of police and EMTs, nodding at some of the officials who bothered to look at me. It's been my experience that if you look like you belong and act like a man with a mission, you can safely navigate through most official scenes. Whatever happened inside Lorelei's house was big time for the small town of Haven. A dozen or so county police, a Haven sheriff, and about a half dozen EMTs from the surrounding area were walking around the scene. Some doing actual work, others just there to see the action. I approached the front of the house. There was a uniformed officer standing at the door. I wasn't very good at either cloaking or glamoring, and I certainly wasn't dressed in anything official. I could wait for a group of officials to walk in, but that could blow up in my face. I wasn't ready for questions. 
I was about to veer off and head around the back of the house when a gurney came through the front door. I stepped to one side and watched the EMTs wheel Lorelei past me. Her eyes were open and she seemed to recognize me when she went by. A third EMT was holding an IV bag. I fell into step behind him. Miscarriage? Like none I've ever seen. What happened in there? Bloodbath, bro. Missing body parts. Unfrucking believable. Battlestar Galactica EMT guy kept walking. Missing body parts? What the hell? I walked around the back of the house. I had to get a look inside. Two crime scene investigators were taking measurements near the back door. I asked if it was okay to go up the stairs. The guy looked at me, red-eyed and tired-looking, and nodded. I picked up a pair of blue booties to put over my shoes and walked into the house. An epic-sized battle took place in Lorelei's house. The kitchen table was shattered. It was little more than splintered kindling. The cabinets looked as if someone, something, huge had smashed into them. Blood trails led in and out of the kitchen. I followed one trail down the hall and into the living room. A body was on the floor. You! What are you doing here? Good evening, officer. I'm Romeo Chase, stringer for the- I don't care if you're Anderson Cooper. Get behind the line with the rest of the newsies. Right. Yes, officer. Is he missing his head? If I see you on this side of the line again, I'll arrest you. Are we clear, Romeo? As a mirror. I'm sure everything's finished. Somehow Lorelei lost her baby. That guy on the floor was a Nalf demon. How can you be sure? I mean, you said he was headless. Yeah, and that doesn't make a lot of sense. Something had slashed into his chest. It looked like a harpoon wound. Gabe heard that there was another body in the bedroom. Its head and hands were missing. And where did Gabe hear that? He was talking with one of the EMTs down at the diner. Of course. Did he say how many bodies were found? Two. Both men. I'm sure the pregnant women of Haven can rest easy now. Not that they will ever know. And what will you do? Same thing I planned on doing two days ago. Head to Night Falls. That's it? You just walk away? There's nothing left for me here. Gabe loaded those chains into the back of my truck. I want to have them examined. And... Karen had walked behind me. There's something distinct about the sound of a shotgun being cocked. Karen, you have something you want to say to me. There's something not right with you, Harry. You're unnatural. Well, technically, I'm a natural with supernatural healing. The unnaturals are the bad guys. You do see that I have a shotgun aimed at your chest. Right. And I told you I'm pretty hardy and almost immortal. Why are you doing this? I don't know what to do. You show up and women start having stone babies? Giant pig things show up? Oh, and did you know they found Dr. Moody and his nurse dead in his office? I'm sorry, I didn't... Well, that's who the police assume it is. The bodies didn't have their heads or hands. Sound familiar? Heads are usually used in very powerful spells. Dark magic of the worst kind. Mind control, necromancy. The hands, I don't know. Do you think I had something to do with this? Well, you're on my list. 
You're the only person I have on my list. Think about this, Karen. You saw those Nalf demons throw me in the water. Right. And now they're dead. Didn't you and the doctor have some words just before Lorelai shot you? Well, yes. How did you know that? Small town. Everyone knows everything. So the demons who tossed you in the water are dead, and the doctor and his nurse, who you argued with, are dead. See the trend? I wonder if Lorelai will live through the night. Karen, I can see why you might think this, but your logic is horribly wrong. Please, put the gun down. Well, who else could have done this? You're the only other magic person in town. But I don't collect heads and hands. Look, I've been with you most of the time. When would I have done this? Maybe you had a partner? And if I did, don't you imagine they'd be busting in right about now? Karen raised an eyebrow and started to turn to look at the door. Jesus! You pulled the trigger! You tried to kill me! Get off me! Give me that! Get off me! Help! He's gonna kill me! Will you shut the hell up? Look. I'm not gonna kill you, you nut job. Jesus Christ. Work through the logic a little better before you start waving a weapon around at someone. Promise? You're not gonna kill me like the others? I didn't kill the others. I didn't kill anyone. Look, I know it's all a bit much. Sometimes I can't get my mind around it all. I'm going to leave now. If you feel the urge to load the gun and shoot me in the back, then so be it. And before you call the police, think about how this story sounds to someone who hasn't seen the things you've seen. I don't know who killed the Nalf demons or what caused Lorelai's miscarriage, but believe me, this is over for Haven. If I were you, I'd write it up to an urban legend and call it a day. I walked away. She didn't shoot me, and... As far as I know, she never called the police. It had been a long day for us all, and I was happy when I saw the road sign that said, Leaving Haven. I did, however, hope things worked out for Karen and Gabe. They're sweet kids. Harry Strange, Episode 209, Safe Haven, was written by Tony Serechia, directed by Jason Tyler, and produced by Brie Ann Ahern. All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were... Kellen Stennett, Emily Jane, Amanda Whirling, Julie Ivey, Brian Troxell, Tyler Sims, Tony Scott, and Jason Tyler. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678 678- 379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening theme music was written and performed by Lance Hogan and is copyright by Lance Hogan and used with his permission. Incidental music and character themes were written and performed by Ryan Lassard and are copyright by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyright by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit Incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night. <laughs>